Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. I want to thank you for listening to The Dash with Matrilla. Guys, let's talk about the inside enemy. The enemy that you have no idea is there until they actually show up. We are talking about people, we're talking about things, we're talking about places. And I actually have a guest in with us on today and she is going to share some news with us that she has some things with us that she has going on. She's going to talk about her new book. She's going to give you guys a backstory about the enemy on the inside with her. She has an amazing story. And y'all know what we do on this show. We like to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to grow, to learn, to kind of pull from each other. And that's what she's here for today. She is going to give us something to pull from. This young lady had an experience at the age of four years old with her mother. And I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let her tell you her story. But here's what I want to tell you first before we jump into our interview with her. Never forget who is actually in control. Even when we're young, um, we're at a, a younger age, or whether we're teenagers, whether we're adults, and people who are supposed to love us do things to us that we were not expecting or that we never thought would take place. We have to remember that God does not make mistakes and nothing happened by accident. God is always in control. He will always be in control. And we have to learn how to let go of the past, grow from it, build from it, and get stronger in it. So without going further, because y'all know I get carried away, we're going to talk about burnt feet and what happened to me. Burnt feet and what happened to me. I have Kimberly Caswell here with me. I do not have Kimberly Caswell because I messed up her last name. What's your last name? <laughs> What's your last name, Kimberly? It's Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I gave her, I gave her her, her, um, her previous name, her previous right. last name, her married name. I do apologize, y'all. Know I get silly sometimes. I'm too excited. It's okay. So, Kimberly Robinson is who we have, and she is going to be sharing with us today about her new book, Burnt Feet, What Happened to Me. Kimberly has a story about them when she was four years old. Her mom actually burnt her feet. So I think this is going to be interesting and someone is going to grow from this. Someone is going to heal from this. And I believe that someone will be, um, will be able to share their story with others and not be afraid. So Kimberly is coming out of the closet with her own little secrets. Um, so I'm calling them. And she is letting the world know that she has grown, she has healed, and she is whole from the things that have happened in her past. And sometimes, guess what? We're still growing from those things. That's the other reason why we want to be healed, happy, and whole. And Kimberly is going to help us do that on today. So, hello, Kimberly. How are you? Hi. Hi. You can call me Kim. Kim. <laughs> so official. Okay. Yes. So, that's good. So, let's talk about burnt feet, what happened to me. Um... One, let's say this. How did you, um, when did you know you needed to put your story into a book? I've known for a very long time. Um, even though I know one day it will become a book, um, I've taken great care over the years to share the story. You know, I'm a motivational speaker as well. Okay. And, um, you know, I've never been one who's been, you know, standoffish or afraid about talking about the things I was able to gain victory over. So, yes, ma'am, 
knew it was supposed to be a book. I think the timing okay. sort of put me in this space, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, but yes, I've talked about it ever since I had someone's ear to listen. Good, good. I love it. So here's the thing. Um, so let's jump right into it. What is Burnt Feet all about? Burnt Feet is a span of my life from the time of the abuse till I graduate from high school. It's actually a part one book. Okay. Um, I'm in the process of writing part two now. And uh, that was enough for me from the abuse up to um, the time I graduated from high school because so much happened in that time. Um, but it's me explaining what I was subjected to um, where I transpired from there, uh, which was into foster care system, what that experience was like, um, what my desires were, what I learned, my struggles, you know, even transitions. Um, and I, I felt important to tell the story because I'm no fool. You know, I'm a subject of child abuse. I know the struggle and I see people struggling and it, it breaks my heart. And I feel like I've been given a degree of victory in how to live my life and um, how to overcome, you know, the things that we, we, we just, they just come upon us once you're exposed to abuse. It's not like you ask for it. It's just, it becomes your reality. And I see that a lot of men and women, they having trouble um, navigating that. So I wanted to be a voice to talk about specifically what happened to me, what my mindset was in the midst of it, what my heart's desires were, you know, to, to help the readers know that I understand. And I want to tell you how I transitioned from this desire standpoint to this, this, this dissatisfaction standpoint right. to almost even a hate standpoint. Um, and then how I overcame all of that. So I, I think it's my duty you know, especially uh, because, number one, I, I, I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I don't know anybody to step up first in line and say, hey, put me up there first for the child right. abuse segment. No, not at all. But because I have sound mind, because I've been given good spirit, because, you know, so much beauty has rested on me in my life, I know beyond a fact that I'm supposed to help others get to that place as well. Who have been experienced? Who have experienced um, this unfortunate affair? Okay, I understand. So this is a um, this book is is a backstory about child abuse. So just so that we don't give it all away, just tell us a little bit about the burnt feet. Did you actually have your feet burnt? Um, and if so, how did they get burned? And who did the burning? Um, just give us a, a snippet of, of what what actually gave you the title "Burnt Feet." That's a very good question, Latrella. <laughs> <laughs> well, the backstory is such: abusers abuse if you don't heal. Abusers abuse if you don't heal, and abusers abuse if you don't heal. My mother was abused. Her mother was abused. My mother was abused by my mother's husband. Okay. You know, I won't go into detail about right. what that was. Right. My mother then internalized it and tried to begin a life herself, mm -hmm. but she couldn't transcend 
her experiences, and so she became an abuser. I didn't want to be an abuser. I wanted to be a change maker. I wanted to break curses. So my mom, and I, I think it's important to say this, I don't feel like I have a role to protect someone who's done something wrong. If you're wrong, I say you're wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. My mother was wrong, but she's still a person also who needs forgiveness and care and love because she could not transition, you know, God rest her soul, she's passed now. She could not transition from her hurt to her healing. And because she couldn't do it, you know, she hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes, my mother, without giving away too much of the book, <laughs> did take me at the age of four initially in a, a non-intentional way and put me in hot water. But once she understood uh, what was going on, she did not have the ability to respond or react because of her lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And therefore she became a tool, you know, to hold me um, inside of that, that space and create this whole dynamic that we have today. Um, I will say this, and I hope this is in line with what you, you've asked me so far. But she did ask for forgiveness. She did apologize, you know, even though she didn't understand how to navigate a new relationship with mm -hmm. me. Um, I forgive her. I forgave her. Um, it was a space and time that I'm sure if she could go back to, she would do something different. Uh, so I just want to make it clear that even though my mom was my abuser, one of them, that she was just a person who did not know how to navigate from hurt to healing, mm -hmm. which is why I'm writing this story. I love it. I love it. So it's important to just kind of, I want to just interject this. Forgiveness, guys. We have talked about forgiveness, I don't know how many podcasts, but forgiveness is important when it comes to your own healing. Most people think if I hold on to this and never forgive them, it's going to hurt the other person. It doesn't hurt the other person. It actually helps you and it helps the other person because a lot of times, more times than not, people who do things, there is a conscience there. They just don't know how. And I like how you said they don't know how to actually make that transition over to that because most times they've been abused themselves. So this is... um for someone who might be listening, who's thinking some horrible things happened to me as a kid. But as I always say, it happened to you, but you came through it. Right. Now it's more mental. It's more in your head. Correct. It's more in your heart. Correct. So you have to learn how to separate those two. So I like how you explain that. And uh, I do believe that, um, you know, when people try to connect, when people connect with you and have an opportunity to hear you speak and, you know, tell your truth about the things that happened to you as a kid, they can see, um, you guys can't see her, but you can see that there is no anger there. Um, even when you're telling your story, the you know, the little you're sharing with us, mm -hmm. you can see the peace on your face that mm -hmm. says, you know what, I went through this. And I came through it, and guess what happened on the other side? I have an opportunity to look back and see it was not my own fault. Correct. It was not my fault. 
Correct. So I love that. So now let me ask you this. <clears throat> what are you hoping that your book will do for others? Oh my goodness. Again, it's a community of us out there and we see the symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't go into what the symptoms are mm-hmm. outside of the fact that we're not doing well. We're not doing well, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a quiet sin. It's a quiet monster, you know, that everybody kind of swoops to the side. And, you know, you do the, the necessaries, but you don't really delve into it. And then I feel like there's always been a leg missing. Yeah, we can say go to a counselor, but there has to be some reteaching, some healing, some acknowledgments of what's really going on within people because we all can sit and put on our faces. Yes. We can put on our, our masks. Yes. You know, we can appear sharp and, and we are. Yes. That's part of us. But there is also another part, the quiet place, the secret place where you never let a person see, where you have your real struggles, where you have things that you you <laughs> sometimes you let fester. You got monsters mm-hmm. that need to mm-hmm. be dealt with. Mm-hmm. You got brick walls. You got mountains inside of you that need to be brought down. You have lava beds. It's hot that need to be cooled off. And it. that's what my book is about. That is my hope. That is my prayer. That is my intention for writing. This is the first of many because I've worked hard to get to where I am. I've worked very hard, you know, and I've done everything that I knew, everything that I felt God led me to. I have done it wholeheartedly in an effort to just to be free. Yes. You know, you see my name on Facebook for the longest has been what? Kim Growing Free Robinson. Yes. Yes. You know, I, even when I tried to change it, I couldn't change yeah, it because yes. in my heart, that's all I want. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I just want to grow free. Yes. And I want everyone else to do it at the same time. Yes. So I fought. Now I'm here to help my brothers and sisters in, in war fight too. Okay, I love it. So, and that's important when you say um, some people have walls and some of us have secret places that we go to that we don't want other people to know about. But mm-hmm. here's what takes place on the dash with Matrilla. The dash, there is, when you look at a grave, when you look at a tombstone, right? There is a dash between your birthday and the day that, the time that you actually left. The mm-hmm. date the month, the date, the year that you were born, the month, the date, the year that you left here. Mm -hmm. In that dash, there's a dash that separates the two. That's how you live your life. That dash is the thing that people are going to say about what they're talking about, what your life was about. Because in that dash of that moment is where you have the opportunity to say, I pulled myself with God. Because, and people will say, well, you can't say you did it yourself. Well, here's the thing. God gives us the ability to have a a willpower, to to change our minds, to choose. So that's a part of your self-discipline. That's a part of your um, abilities. Right, your choices, your abilities to make these choices. So he's giving you that opportunity to say, I want to come out of this closet. I want to not hide in secret. I want to tear down the walls. But when it comes to that, and, that, and this is my next question. When it comes to tearing down the walls, coming out of those secret dark places, do you just just try to dig your way out, claw your way out, you know, destroy your way out? Or do you find that place that says, I need to talk to the only person 
that I know won't tell my secret, but will be able to help me in my secret, and that's God. How do you stay stable in that place? Truth. Okay. Truth. See, God can't help us, you know, and we can't move beyond a certain place if we don't first start with truth. Yes. You know, you have to tell yourself the truth. One of the things that I, I knew and I understood in my 20s is that I had not forgiven. I knew it. I wore it like a cloak. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. angry. Mm -hmm. I was bitter. I was standoffish. You know, I had people who wanted to love me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't receive. I couldn't mm -hmm. do anything. I was, I was literally imprisoned mm -hmm. by the lie I was telling myself. And so it wasn't until I said, oh, I hate her. Oh my God, I do not forgive her. Mm -hmm. Even because, you know, you hear people say, well, that's the right thing to do. You should forgive. And, you know, you should not um, be walking around here upset. Get over it. Yeah, it's easy people, to say. Yes. It's you, easy to say. But when your is. mind is in prison and your, your heart, heart is, is in prison, prison. when every heart. move you make yes. is, is, is orchestrated by this thing that's going on inside of you, it's difficult. Yes. So, you can't start anything until you start with the truth. I tell my children all the time, if you lie to yourself, <laughs> well, you just may as well stop, sugar. Right. I mean, because right. if you can't tell yourself the truth, I don't yes. care how beautiful or ugly it is, yes. then you can't do anything. Yes. You, I mean, everything you build it as as it's been related to over the years for us, it's going to sink in sand. Yes. You're going to shrivel away. That's, so, that's, that's, that's gospel. That's the word. <laughs> so my whole thought process, and this is also tied into my abuse as well, which you'll read about in my book, Birth Feet. I was around deceptive people. Okay. Manipulative people. Yes. Lying people. Ugly acting people. Yes. All my childhood. I did not want to be that person. I didn't want to be a liar. I didn't want to be a manipulator. If you're going to love me, you're going to love me right. because you choose to do it with your whole heart. Okay? I love it. I love and it. if you choose not to love me, yes. I'm going to need you to step away because yes. I'm not stepping, accepting anything other than what I know is true and good. You That's understand? Right. That's right. So, yes. It's been my quest after being raised in this foster home to always start with truth. Okay, so if this is the truth of where I am and I don't like how it feels, well, what the heck am I going to do about it? That's right. Okay, and that. that starts with us. Yes. You know, but yes. some of us, I have to admit, because I, I was the person who kept running up to the altar. Uh-uh, you prayed for me yesterday, but yes. I'm telling you right now, it didn't work. Yes. I'm yes. still I'm waking up. I'm to renew your mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm waking up with hate in my heart. Yes. I'm still struggling. Yes. I'm not there. And I'm really wanting to get there. Yes. So I'm back up again. Anytime yes. the, the doors of the church open, we prayed yesterday, okay, I'm going to go over here. Yes. And I kept doing that. I wouldn't stop. Yes. And then God presented me with deliverance. They was mm -hmm. like, girl, you just want to leave us alone. What are we going to do? Because I have to get past this. I have yes. these babies. And I don't want to see these generational things pass on. Right. So this is me being actively involved and what and, and the truth of what I know that I'm feeling mm -hmm. and wanting to do something to make this different. Mm -hmm. So, yes, ma'am. Truth. I love it. 
I love it. I like how you I like how you said up to the altar. And, and people do that and they don't realize it. It's like you know, I've heard people say you're supposed to go to the church because that's your healing place. That's your healing place, and it is true. The church is there for your healing place, but you have to you have to work on your mind. You have to work on your heart. But the good part is you don't give up that's when it right. doesn't happen instantly because you have to be truthful to yourself that look, I have to encourage myself. I have to build myself up. I have to do all these things, but what do you do? You have to have the resources to do that. And for me, I always tell people, your best research resource is going to be prayer. Prayer first, because to, in order to do the will of God, and we talked about this last week, in order to do the will of God, you have to first accept you can't just walk out and say, I'm going to do the will of God, and the will of God is just you doing good things. No, you have to start with your mind, and your mind has to be clear that this is where my faith is. And if your faith is in the wrong place, you're going to always be broken. You're going to always be sad. You're not going to have that peace. And there is nothing else that actually gives you that peace like Jesus Christ. So when you actually have the opportunity to sit by yourself in the presence of God and be honest, absolutely honest and truthful to him first then you can go to the church and really receive again it's about receiving receiving that prayer that someone is praying with you for because if you're going to them to pray for you and they're praying for you then there's a force that's working against you because your mind and your heart is still angry your mind and your heart has not started to convert over to that peace so they're praying in vain and you're expecting a miracle when you're actually the wall you're, you're building that wall in between so i love how you say be truthful to yourself and if you can't be truthful to yourself how can you start to heal mm -hmm. you cannot start to heal it will not happen so i will ask you this outside of number two number two for the book what else do you have in you know on the table what else are you working on where where what's next well um you know when you open one door, <laughs> need I say more? Right, I love um, it. There are a lot of things being developed right now. Okay. I don't want to speak too specifically, okay. but you know how it goes. You That's know, okay. when you step out on faith and do something, um, you know, the, the opportunities, they just come at you. So I'm in the process of trying to discern, you know, what is what is God, what is not God. Yes. But above all, for sure, uh, is book two. Okay. And my hopes with book one is to, and, and the reason I only did that time span is because anytime I've told anyone any part of my story from the time of the abuse up to maybe middle age and and hot in, in the foster home, mm -hmm. they they just get they get super blown away. It's a heavy book. I was blown away. Right. Yeah. It's a yeah. super heavy book. And I, I don't want to place too much pressure on the readers. Yes. Uh, so I'm only giving part. Okay. You know? Okay. And I'm gonna break it down in parts. Okay. Just out of just out of love for y'all. Okay. I love it. I love it. Because there is there is someone out there, um, we got all type of listeners of all age, um, from different walks of life, different places in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, we got 
different people that are going through different things. And this is just not just a girl thing or a woman thing. Correct. Boys and men, and, you know, boys, young men, and adult men also are abused. They also, they go through Absolutely. all these different things. And they, too, have places that they tuck all this stuff away because they're supposed to be strong. And then there are little girls. There are young teenage girls. There are adult women who are still struggling with things from their past. I think this... Um, interview with you is a great thing um, and I believe that someone is going to um, take the next step in their healing after hearing this that's what I believe because that's what we're about we're about um, you know people growing about people learning and really getting stable in their minds and in their hearts Absolutely. so that they can be able to function in the in this world because yes. if we take a look around um, right now the world is giving us something that a lot of us in our age group um, have not seen, and maybe some that are not in our, that are much older than us. Um, and I'm, I'll be 50 this year. I have no problem telling you because I'm excited about Amen. it. So I'll be 50 <laughs> this year. So in my age range, there's not, um, there's not anything that's going on in the world that we've actually really seen. But if we take a look and go back, this has happened before in someone's era, you know, but when people are searching for something, people are searching for healing now. Mm -hmm. People are searching for stability. People are searching for peace. They're searching for happiness. And when I say stability, it's not just financial stability. They're searching for stability in life to be able to just keep moving, putting one foot in front of the other, keep moving ahead. So I think burnt feet, what happened to me, um, is going to bless someone, is gonna help someone. And I will say this, you guys heard bur the burnt feet, what happened to me, the first interview. We had an opportunity to interview her first. So when she blows up and you know she starts, you guys start seeing her in all these different places that her book signing, you can tell her that, hey, I heard you the first, your very first interview on The Dash with Matrilla. Yes. So that's a, that's a really good part. So hopefully, um, once you, oh, I'm, and I apologize. When is the book actually, because the book is not actually on the shelf just yet. So yes. when does the book actually go to the shelf? The book will be on the shelf next month. Next month. I'm so excited about that in the process of planning the release party in November and preparing a tour by the top of the year, a book tour. Um, I love, what I love about what I've seen over time is that whenever I open my mouth, there is not one person that it's meant for yes. that doesn't hear. Yes. And so therefore, I know that this work or this testimony or this ability of mine to have overcome is for women and for men. Yes. Um, I was just with a young man last week, you know, and just watched how God used what he put in me to just yes. set this young man free. It was the most gratifying thing I have ever seen. And so I get excited. You asked me earlier when we first started this interview, why did I write the book? Well, I told you one part. The second part is, you know, I have children. Mm -hmm. And my first two children, you know, they've been ride or die since my older 20s. Well, when I had my second two, um, the third, she was there in it, but you know, she was our baby girl. Yeah. And then my son, you know, he came, what, seven, eight, nine, ten years later. Yeah. And so I thought that I was doing a good job at sharing, you know, my story with them. But I was in the car with my daughter and I was telling her something about myself. And she was like, when did that happen? And I said, oh my God, well, if you're number three and you don't know 
that this happened to me, then I'm not doing a good job at passing down history. So this is for Princess and for Chancellor as well. That's my my purpose for them to be able to be able to chronologue my experiences and prayerfully understand why I've been the type of mom I have and uh, the type of woman I've been, the type of person I've been. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Guys, you know, um, you said you said something that uh, really stood out. Sharing your past with your children. A lot of times um, when we go through so many different things in our lives before we have children, we tuck those things away and, you know, we say, well, I want to save my child from this, protect my child yes, from this. So yes. pre- not telling your child is not protecting your child. From it. But what it does do, it gives your child the ability to actually grow from something you've been through. And most people say, well, how does my child grow from it? Well, it gives your child the opportunity to see where your strength comes from. So which strengthens them. It gives them the ability to see how your faith is. And then it helps them to understand what faith really is. So I love the fact that you are not afraid to share your past, um, you know, mishaps or your past abuses and all those things with your children because your children are a part of you mm-hmm. and you want them to be able to identify what abuse looks like. So Correct. guess what? Look at mommy and I can tell you Correct. what it's like, Correct. but here is what God will do for you. You will not look like what you have been Correct. through. Correct. So I love that. I love that. You asked me earlier as well. You said, why did you name the book what you named it? Yeah. Um, initially, uh, first of all, this entire process has been uh, humbling. It's yeah. been fast-paced, yeah. um, and it's been all God. <laughs> of yes. course, I told you I've known for decades I'm yes. supposed yes. to write. But my mother passed away two years ago, my biological mother. This year in April, my father passed away as well. Yeah. Um, each year, I try to find a way to give back. So I'm finding I'm find somewhere I can speak and share, you know, with someone. And I set up every weekend, you know, so that I could do just that. Okay. And so in this case, I was going to be speaking on the 13th and going to see my son the weekend prior. My father died that week. And I didn't expect to hit hit to hit me that that hard. And you'll understand more when you read the book. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) he I was overwhelmed. And that showed forth when I presented. People started asking me for things. It was like, what what do you have that I can get? you know, how do I look you up and support you? And I really had nothing. Yeah. Um, and God said right then, this is that time. Yes. I wrote this yes. book in three months. Three I months. I love it. I love it. He told me, have something ready for when you speak in August. Yes. So even though I didn't have the hard copy of the book, I did. I was able to put the book in pre-sale yes. Um, yes. in August. And it is available um, in pre-sale, signed autograph copy for 20 bucks. To my cash app, hashtag, cuz Kim said so. Okay. Um, But my thought process was, here I am, I'm I'm having this project, I need to see it through, I was pressed, okay? And even the, the publisher came in an unorthodox way. I mean, I met her Friday, I was meeting deadlines by Sunday, okay? And so when we began, she said, hey, you know, I need a full body picture of you. So my girls and I went and took full body pictures, and then we had decided to go to Auburn. Okay. 
when I sent her the pictures, I felt like they were not the move, that this is not what I'm supposed to be using. Right. And um, my oldest daughter and I, we were coming out of a restaurant and I was slightly in front of her and she was slightly behind me and then there was a couple slightly behind her. When we got in the car, she said, Mom, they're looking at your feet. And I said, okay, you know, and then I thought about it for a second. My heart went heavy. I was like, baby, in all your life, I've never asked you how you dealt with that, how you feel about that. Are you okay? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine about it, Mom. I mean, you don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. She said, but sometimes I know people just want to know what's the story. And the Holy Ghost said, the title of the book is Burnt Feet. Let me see those feet. <laughs> I love it. Yes. yes she is walking yes. in her book, walking in her testimony, guys. Look, yes. she does her feet. She is not lying her feet. But guess what? They are beautiful feet. And that's so funny. She said to me, uh, we have this picture of a tree in here. And uh, it is actually a beautiful tree with tree people. But this is so funny, and I'm sure I can say this. She says, I love that picture. So she took a picture of the tree in here, guys. And, you know, I'm going to sue her if I see this tree. No, just kidding. But, no, she took a picture of the tree because she said she just loved the tree. But when she just showed me her feet, so from the ankle, and she didn't take her shoes out, but from, the, from her ankles going into the shoes, your feet looks like this tree. However, it is, it is, but you know what? Here, here's the thing, guys. I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys. Your feet, your feet looks like artwork. Your, your, so and I can't see the foot. No, this is, this is the truth. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, like they literally look, it looks like artwork. You know how when you see people who have been severely burned and it looks like, uh, it was really bad and it looks really mauled and all those things. Your feet don't look, it looks like artwork. Like your mm -hmm. ankles look like artwork. It looks like someone chiseled mm -hmm. something into your legs. And um, mm -hmm. that gave me chills. Whoa. But mm -hmm. really, it, you, let me see him again. Let me see him again. I'm so serious. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this, this is something you can, you can call it artwork. You really mm -hmm. could. I would, I would, I would go so far as to say, and then we're gonna bring this to an end. I would go so far as to say is do a photo shoot of just your feet. So funny you said it, um, because you know, well, you don't know this, but my feet are actually on the cover of the book. Love it. And I Love did. It. I had to take pictures for the very first time in my life of my feet. The most humbling experience I've yeah. ever had. Yeah. That, yeah, that is, it's nice. I, I would have never looked at it from that perspective, but it's nice. So tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can reach out to you. If anybody would like to connect with you in a way to have you, you know, speak on their podcast or Absolutely. speak at an event or whatever. This, this podcast is open for people to actually connect and help and do all those things with other people. So if you're interested in the motivational portion of what I do, you can reach out to me at krobinsonc, like Charlie, at gmail.com uh, to schedule an appointment. Um, if you're interested in the book Burnt Feet and Pre-Sale Part 1, What Happened to Me, currently you can make that purchase and reserve your copy, your signed autograph copy through Cash App 
at hashtag cause Kim said so. You can also follow me on social media. My Facebook is Kim Growing Free Robinson. Um, and on Instagram, I am first one ST Royal Mother. And you'll understand more about that later too. <laughs> and I just want to thank everyone for your kindness and your generosity. But my heart really is reaching deep down into the place for those individuals I know who are listening that this message is directly for. There is hope. There is freedom. There is life and life more abundantly on the other side of abuse. I don't care what happened when you were a child. I don't care how gruesome and ugly and dirty it was. It's past. Now we're at a point in living where we have to choose how we want to live it. And we can do that successfully no matter what doors have been opened, no matter what's been broken, no matter what has happened, there's success after abuse. And if you would, if you would be so gracious, I want to tell you how I did it. I want to help you as much as I can get to the place of freedom and wholeness in your life so you can walk in balance and be free. I love it. I love it. So, guys, hey, I'm going to make sure that her social media information is um, in the bio of the episode when you actually have a chance. Just go to her social media pages that she has. Support her, follow her, do all those things. Reach out to her, tell her you heard her interview on the Dash. So that way she'll know exactly who you are and where you're coming from. So again, we are, our topic is the inside enemy. Do not allow the enemy on the inside to hold you hostage and keep you prisoner so that you, where you won't be able to live your life. Be mindful of the people that you're around. Be mindful of the things that you do. And just know that God is always with you. He will never leave you. Trust his guidance and his direction. And guess what? You too will be able to write. Hey, y'all know this. Put your story. And guess what? If you only do one book, if you only write one book, put your history in a book so that you are able to pass it on to your children, to friends, to family, to someone that that way you will start to heal too. Hey, that's my spill for today. You guys know what I say. Never give up on your life. Never give up on your dreams and never give up on God. And you better know the victory still belongs to Jesus. That is what makes you victorious. Y'all better keep up. <laughs>